Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Coley. Really happy to have you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Um, that's the whole podcast this week. Bye, you guys, because now I'm being Australian. Please. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. Got a bunch of episodes. Got a damn it, bunch of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Great episode ahead. Hope everybody's well. Hope you're feeling good, good vibes, and be nice to each other. You know my whole thing. I have a bunch of stuff that I want to fill you guys in on. I First of all, before I even start this podcast, I just want to say I know that someone's either going to knock on my door or they're going to call me because I've been waiting for a couple days for uh, for one of the maintenance guys in my building to help me. Um, I got a new kitchen table. It's been a nightmare. You ever get new furniture? You ever get new furniture and then you go, why did I even put myself through this? My kitchen table is too big. I can't get rid of it by myself. I need someone to help me. I can't put it in the garbage room because it's too big. It's going to take up the whole damn room. I need someone to come help me freaking shoot it out. And they got to go down. They got to go put it outside or downstairs in the damn basement. Okay. So I've been waiting for them. So then the table comes a couple days ago, the table that I ordered a month and a half ago from this fucking vintage shop that I've wanted to order stuff from for a million years. And I'm always like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. I, you know, and I did it and I bought a table from them. Girl, tell me why they called me. They said, we'll be there on Thursday at 8 a.m. So I wake up waiting for him, waiting for him, waiting for him. I waited for them until like 10. And then I text them and I'm like, hey, I'm waiting. You know, I was ready at eight. They go, oh, we dropped it off. I go, <laughs> no, you didn't. Vibes. Nothing here, babes. They dropped it off at the wrong building. Then they go bring it here. And then when I was leaving, I'm like, oh, it's downstairs, downstairs in the lobby of my building, right? When you first walk in, by the way, it's still there right now. Okay. They were like, we can't bring it up. I was like, this was such a good experience. Thank you so much. So I see it in the lobby girl. Why does it not have any wrap on it? It has, it's not in a box. It's just a table that is now downstairs, but I have nowhere to put it until they come take this one. So anywho, this morning I, I double checked and I'm like, Hey, I'm not trying to be annoying. Cause God forbid, but like, if somebody could just come take this table away. So, you know, what's going to happen. I'm starting to record this podcast. I'm going to get a knock, knock, knock at the door. And they're going to say, Hey, we're going to take that table right out from under you. Anywho, that's that. I, uh, I had kind of a crazy weekend. First of all, you guys, I'm a redhead again. I changed my hair. Um, I was going to go and just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to see what she says. And I go to this girl. She's amazing. She's so freaking talented. She's like, honestly, just amazing and so sweet and so nice. And she's just the best. Her name's Emily. She works at, she owns a salon called beauty supply in New York city. And, um, I had told her, I was like, I've been thinking about going red and I have been thinking about it for a while. And she picked out, she did the best perfect red for my face. You guys, I'm not even kidding. I've been getting so many damn compliments on my hair. It's not bright red. Like if you, some of my, some of my girls know me for a million years. So you guys know what I used to walk around looking like actual bozo, the gosh, darn clown. Okay. And you guys know, I used to walk around like Ronald McDonald's and I don't look like that anymore, but it's like a very natural looking auburn dark. Like it's like a brown, it's brown, but it's red. You know what I'm saying? It's not like fluorescent red. 
it's just like it, it looks like it's growing out of my head like this. And she did my eyebrows too. It's I love it. Okay. I absolutely love it. I would trust her with my damn life. So that's exciting. Um, I had kind of a crazy weekend. Friday night, me and my friend went out with these <laughs> with these guys that we met when we were in Italy. Um, they're in New York visiting. And let me tell you something. <laughs> was I drinking mezcal? Yeah, it sure was. You bet your ass I was. And needless to say, yesterday I woke up so hungover. Haven't been this hungover in so long. Haven't drank this much in so long. Um, and I had to go to talk about like the most, it just feels, hangover always feels bad, but this was like just the most, it felt so, um, it felt so, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? And it's just like an easy word that everybody knows. Inappropriate. To go, I had to go to a memorial yesterday for one of my friends that passed away a couple weeks ago. Um, one of my girlies that I met through the bar that I always go to, she's a regular there. I would see her all the time and we became friendly. Um, and she became friends with my friends and, you know, so I would see her all the time and she very sadly passed away a couple weeks ago. Um, 35 years old, never does drugs. You know, she had, she had a stroke and it was like a massive stroke and it's just very, very sad. And they had a really beautiful memorial for her at the bar that we always go to. And I went there and girl, you know, I showed up hung up. Like I wasn't obviously like, I wasn't like disheveled when I got there, but <laughs> I saw my friends are like, girl, <laughs> cause they knew I was out last night. I'm like, I know, <laughs> but we were all laughing. I'm like, it's what she, you want to know what? It's definitely what she would have expected. Um, and I think it's what she would have wanted to. So I did that yesterday and then came home and just, I watched, um, pretty in pink. Hello. And I've been watching a lot of older, like old movies. Pretty in Pink is like a movie from, I want to say the 80s, right? Definitely wasn't the 70s. Definitely the 80s. I mean, come on, look at their hair, please. Molly Ringwald, please. Her outfits by 80s. I can't even believe I thought 70s for one split second. But I watched 13 going on 30 the other day. Like these movies, like you, they never get old. And I don't know what, guys, Mark Ruffalo and 13 going on 30, please. Get this man out of my face. He's so hot. I love how just obvious the wardrobe department is in certain movies too. Like 13 going on 30, Mark Ruffalo is supposed to be this like, you know, he's just like a cool city guy. He's just like a cool, chill city guy. He's wearing like a CBGB t-shirt <laughs> and like an ACDC t-shirt. He's just like a cool guy. He's like an artist. You know, he's a photographer, babe. And then, um, pretty in pink. I was cracking up. Cause I'm like, what is the storyline of this movie? Like she's like, a, she's poor and she goes to school with a bunch of rich kids. And like, first of all, justice for Ducky, AKA John Cryer, who in this movie looks, I'm not exaggerating exactly like Pete Davidson. It's so weird. Same exact face. And he's like in love with Molly Ringwald. And she's like, not interested in him, but he's so cute and he's in love with her and he's obviously the right choice for her, but there's this like rich guy. And then she's like embarrassed to have him drop off. It's just like, so silly. I'm like, what literally is this movie? It's so crazy. Um, but yeah, I've just been watching, you know, you know, me watching my crap. I, I think I'm done with American horror story to be fair. Nothing has really happened in the last like fucking three episodes. I'm like, I'm all set babe, with that. 
Um, so any show suggestions would be greatly appreciated. I will say I'm, I'm reality showed out, so I can't watch another dating show, a competition show or any type of thing like that. I'm, I'm putting that one on the shelf for a few months. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends this week. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by BetterHelp. When your life feels like it's imploding, instead of maxing out your credit card and drunk texting your ex again, give therapy a shot. Okay, by the way, these BetterHelp ads seem very contrived. Like it feels as though you're writing them for me. And maybe, and maybe you are. Uh, BetterHelp is online therapy designed to work with your busy schedule. Just figure, uh, just fill out a quick survey, get matched with a licensed therapist and be on your way to better mental health. You guys know I'm such an advocate for better help for, uh, better help, honestly, because I love the convenience of it. I love that you can do it from your home. I love that you don't even have to turn your video camera on if you're on zoom and you're doing like a, like a session. I love that you can switch therapist quickly if you want to, um, if you're just not vibing with them. I think it's such a great thing. And I think we all need to make sure that we take care of our mental health, our mental wellness. It's so important. It's the most integral cog in the machine, girls. Okay. BetterHelp lets you get in touch with your therapist through online, over the phone, or by message, whatever works for you. Um, stop the self-sabotage and letting toxic people make you feel like crap. Get into therapy so that you can move on into a happier, healthier life. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp, betterhelp.com slash secret keepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash secret keepers. Let's get to these emails. This one says, story time, yellow flags are never not red. <laughs> Hi, Carly and the Prince Charmings. The lunacy that you bring to Instagram and this podcast is life-giving and I'll never stop and never stop being completely who you are because I speak for all the girlies at this point. We are in love with you. Oh, thank you so much. First time writing in, I have a story for the girls today. It's a little long, but what it lacks in brevity, it makes up for in substance and fist shaking at the male species. A few years ago, a good friend of mine was visiting me in New York for a little trip before her wedding, sort of like a one-on-one -on -one bachelorette. So she and I had grown up together in the South and always talked about going speed dating, but that concept only existed in big cities. So when she said she wanted to just have a solo bachelorette party with me in New York, I naturally booked us slots at a speed dating event. I want to do this more than anything. You guys, imagine me speed dating. What would you say? Wait, wait, wait. Put me on the spot. I would go like this. I would go, wait, okay. So I don't know exactly how it works with speed dating. And I'll get back to the email in a second, but I'm just brainstorming here. I'm imagining you know how old they are and like maybe their name, right? So you wouldn't have to ask those questions. So I would just go like this. I would literally look him dead in the eyes. I go, please. And anything he said, I would go, that's a lie. I just feel like you're lying. Talks about what he does for a living. Talks about his family. His family. Mm, I don't know. You, you want to think about that one and get back to me again? Because I feel like you're lying. But okay. That's what I would say. Anywho, I want to go speed dating so bad. She goes, note, I did speak with her um, fiance and an allure illuminated, illuminated for him, how he would probably actually prefer that I take her on a bell ringing 
um, corral of weirdos rather than the other options that night. And he agreed and thought it was hilarious. We get there and girl, it was everything we hoped for. It was as if we stepped inside of a ridiculous reality dating show and got to be firsthand observer and participants. There were all characters that you would expect, like Harold, who worked in IT with his pleated khaki slacks and stutters when he talks to women. Then Chris, who lives with his mom in Queens, but not for much longer. You get the picture. But lo and behold, there was this tall drink of water who always carried himself well. We'll call him Noah. And honestly, I was shocked that I was able to hold an interesting conversation with him for five minutes. Um, that we had before the bell rang for us to switch partners. The way that the system worked is that everyone has a piece of paper with everyone's name on it, and you circle the ones that you are interested in once the event is finished. The organizers will then connect the people who circle each other's names. I was single at the time and was tempted to to circle Noah's name, but something about it just felt off, and I had already framed this in my head as a joke, so I didn't reach out. Well, the organizers connected us anyway through email. What? Are, they're not supposed to do that. What's the whole damn point then? So about a week later, I received an email from him saying that he really enjoyed our conversation and was so shocked to meet somebody that he connected with on this level, blah, 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 and asked if I wanted to go out for a drink. I considered it, but again, it just didn't seem right. I was also dating a few other people at the time. Carly's not lying, girls. At least spend one chapter of your life stacking stories. And I also remembered seeing him leave with, one of the other girls that night, which I did not, but I also, it also didn't motivate a desire for me to see him again. So I never even responded to his email about a week later. He sends me this email. I got an email from a woman. Let's call her Rachel. And here's what she said. Hello. Uh, okay. So this is the email that Rachel sent her. Hello. I was very disappointed to find an outgoing email to you on my boyfriend's email account. Furthermore, I was rather shocked to learn that he got your email address from a New York minute speed dating event. Oh, they really, really try us sometimes girls, don't they? Noah has been living with me for the past five months and we've been dating for over a year. He is asleep in the next room while he will be single soon. Currently he's unavailable. You may want to rethink going out on a date with him. He probably has another scheduled right after. Boy, is it going to be awkward at his family's house for Thanksgiving next week. That being said, I recently supported him through a long stint of his unemployment and he still owes me a lot of money. So I better stick it out for a couple more paychecks. I'm sure that you're a nice girl and I just wanted to reach out to you woman to woman and ensure that you would not waste a year of your time with this loser as well. Best. And then she signs off. Wow. You know, what's crazy is that this girl really said, oh, and he's broke too. She said, not only is he a cheater that went to a speed dating. I'm so sorry, but it's so guys, the knot that I have in my stomach thinking of the fact that this guy lives with, he lives with his girlfriend that has been paying his bills for, for a long time. And he signs up for a speed dating night. (laughs) Girl, please. Please stop it. She said, oh, oh, and he's broke. Okay, so getting back to the email, she says, first off, I love this woman. Huge props to her and to all the girlies out there who bring this type of energy to these situations and doesn't bash the other woman who likely has no fucking idea, but it's also like, girl, don't waste your time on this loser too. That's our girl, a thousand percent. I bet you she listens to the damn podcast. 
shout out uh, to the proper use of the semicolon. <laughs> and um, number three, what the hell with all of these men who can't fucking support themselves, not only being parasites off of a strong woman, but then also cheating on them as a quote unquote elder girly who has unfortunately been in the situation before and know many women who also have, I will tell you that these two variables are strongly correlated. When men cannot support themselves, they no longer feel like men and they see you no longer, uh, and they see that you no longer see them as one. So they will sometimes seek attention of other women who will make them feel and look at them like they're a man know that this is not about you and has everything to do with what they are not. Of course, I replied to her um, with something on the tune of, do you want me to respond to him and set up a cheaters episode? Because that's my freaking dream. And also, do you want to be best friends? Basically, she jumped the gun by confronting him before I could arm her with all the facts of our night. But as you might guess, this loser told all, her all kinds of lies to get out of it. He said he was there as a wingman. Later, he said that he was actually at a gay dating event what? And he was there with his guy friend. Men will really just like anything you, if you put them on the spot, the things that they make up is actually so funny. <laughs> She's like, Hey, did you cheat on me? Did you go to a speed dating event when I've been paying our bills for the last six months? He's like, I'm actually gay. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm gay. Um, obviously. And I thought you knew that. And the fact that you didn't know that just says a lot. Oh my God. She says, naturally, I immediately research and center the info at this that this event company does not offer queer events. Through messaging with her, it became clear that he talked his way out of it for a while, um, but I know they ended up breaking up months later. I'm sure that there were other stones uh, she decided to turn over and he probably couldn't talk himself out of it. Just wanted to share this story because it's one to remind us of these little whispers of intuition that are really fucking important. And if you're sensing a flag, don't disregard it. Um, get up as close as you need to, to understand what's going on. And my hope is that more women who find themselves on the other side of this continue to support each other and not make each other the target. Shout out to my girl, quote unquote, Rachel. I hope you look back at this moment and feel proud of yourself and for knowing your worth and leaving this person who didn't. Um, let's see. Oh, and then she sends a picture of it. Stop. Sends a picture of two cats that are like so damn cute. What? Wait, are these from the same litter? They're, they look like actual brother and sister. Okay. Okay, this one says Breakup Island. Hold on, I'm scrolling. Uh, hey, Carly and the Tinies. This is my first time writing in, even though I've wanted to forever. I watched you on MTV religiously with my brother in middle school because we too had unregulated TV, LOL. Oh, thanks so much. Also, my bestie and I saw your stand-up show in Austin last year, and she's now hooked to the potty. And we always say, okay, uh, pictures attached that I took with you while the lighting was truly atrocious. LOL. Anyway, I'm writing this because I need big sister advice. My boyfriend of five years, 28, and I, 25, recently just broke up. I broke things off because though he is so incredibly lovely, he does not meet my emotional needs. The love between us was so apparent, but I couldn't reach the emotional depth that I needed with him. I know most guys have trouble with this, but girl, he was the most closed off man I've ever met. The breakup was so fucking hard and he, he was devastated, but we both ended things with so much love, which for that, I'm really grateful. I know I'm very much in the grieving process still, but I'm having trouble imagining someone better being out there. I talk to my single friends and the way that it is the actual trenches. I just have no interest in dating and I know it's too soon, but to be frank, I just can't imagine anyone being good at this point. 
I know that my ex was ultimately not my person and I feel confident in my decision, but aside from him being emotionally jaded, he was so sexy, fun, inviting, not jealous, loves animals, can build literally anything and made me laugh all the time. Pictures of us attached on top and we look so good together, sigh. I have such an incredible, lively group of friends. I travel a lot and work out regularly. I have always been so independent, even in the relationship. So I can't help but think now what? All of these things you're supposed to lean into after a breakup. I feel like I already do. I would love some insight on embracing being single and any advice that you have for my post-breakup. Um, thanks for reading my novel. I'm obsessed with you and would literally kiss you right on the mouth. Love you. Love you too. P.S. Please talk me out of dyeing my hair fire truck red. Hey girl, I'm a redhead now too. So we can be redhead girlies together. The Instagram filter has ruined me and the way it would be such a slay as a brunette. How the hell did you do it? And is it worth it? Okay. So if you're talking about actual bright red, like when I was back, you know, like when I was you know, a youngin when I was on uh, girl code, that type of red was a lot. You have to bleach it to blonde and then put the red over it. Okay. So it's a lot. It's a lot of maintenance. It washes out like a motherfucker. All of my pillows, towels, clothing was all stained. So that's a process. Um, but what I'm doing now, I'll probably just have to do a single process. Like every, she said every eight weeks, um, it was a little bit of a corrective color to like, get it a, just a teeny bit lighter before she put this like coppery, like Auburn on it. So it, it was, it wasn't like a really long process. It was just, it's normal. Um, I think you should go for it. it as long as it's not like, if it's like the, you know, like I was saying before, Ronald McDonald red, like I used to have, I don't know if it's worth the, the maintenance, um, but do a little something different, do a little, you know, switch it up, do a little something different. If you want, I'm very pro that because it's like, who fucking cares? It grows back anyway. It doesn't matter. You can change it right back. Nothing's permanent. You can honestly literally dye your hair back brown again. Um, but in terms of what to do after a breakup, I think, I think you seem very level-headed and you just, honestly, it's really hard to break up with someone that you love and that is a good person and never did anything like didn't cheat, didn't lie, like whatever. You're just not, you just look at them and you're just kind of like, I know this isn't my person, right? I know this isn't my partner that I want to be with for the rest of my life because just certain things don't add up. So it's really difficult to pull the trigger on a breakup like that. And I give you a lot of credit for that because it's painful and it hurts and it sucks. And like, it's, it's more difficult just going like, well, he didn't do anything. So I can't believe I'm even ending this. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, with all that being said, I give you credit for that. Good job with that. Um, I'm sorry that you're feeling this way. It's so painful. Breakups are so hard and there's really nothing I can say to make it better for you right now. It's just, unfortunately time, you just got to give it time and time will heal it. Um, but also dating, dating, if you look at it in this kind of way where it's like, listen, not everyone I go out with is going to be like, you don't have to go on a date and be like, I'm dating for, you know, I'm going on this date to find like my husband or whatever. Like, don't put that much pressure on dating. Just go out. Like this guy seems nice. He seems cute. I'm just going to go out with him. Whatever. If I never see him again, guess what? I don't fucking care. Cause I only knew the guy for about four hours. So it doesn't even matter. Right. 
give it a chance when you're ready. If you think it's too soon, then I agree with you. Um, but just give it a chance and don't put too much pressure on yourself. Um, cause then you end up like settling for someone that you don't really like just because you're like on this clock. Um, but there is, there is somebody out there for you and just do things when you feel, um, it's the right time. There's no, there's no perfect timeline for it. It's not like, oh, well, you have to be single for six months or a year. If you want to, it's, it really is just like, whenever you feel ready, go for it. And you could just dip your toe in, go on one date. It's going to be really hard. That first date that you go on after you get out of a relationship, like no matter how long after it is, whether it's a week or six months later, like it's going to fucking suck kind of, because you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm going on a date. Like you have this weird like thing in your mind, like, oh my God, I'm going on a date. This is crazy. It's almost like the last nail in the coffin of like the end of a relationship. You're like, oh wow, this really is not a part of my life anymore, you know, but you'll be fine. I think it's like, you know, like many things in life, I just look at it as like, you know what, maybe it's not, maybe it definitely is just a new chapter for you. And I think it's really exciting. And I think you're, you're going to be fine. I know you are, but in the meantime, do things that make you happy, hang out with people that you love and that make you laugh and do fun things that you want to do. Maybe try something new too. Um, okay. This one says a message that changed my life. Hi, Carly and the cute kitty boys, longtime listener, first time writing in. I wanted your opinion on this new mindset that I've been in for the past two months now. I've been single and dating for a year. And after countless dates leading to dead ends, two, three months, two, three month flings with no future. I really do feel like I'm better off alone. See these fucking guys, I swear to God, all they do. I'm sorry that all my girls are feeling this way. She says, after leaving a very emotionally abusive seven-year relationship where I had the worst anxious attachment to this man, I took the time to heal before getting back out there in the dating scene. I've gained so much independence just in the last six months that I know I'm fine by myself and I don't need a man. It's been a long time coming. But here's the thing, not sure if this quote-unquote independence or maybe a trauma response, but when I'm talking to someone and they ghost me or the vibes feel funny or something happens and my gut is telling me to run the other way, I do. I just cut them off, no questions asked. I don't fight, I don't argue. I just let it go, block, and move on. Is this healing or is this just avoiding? Girl, you know what? I'm going to finish the email and then I'm going to add my two cents. She says, here's my logic behind cutting people out so easily. Why in the world would I ask some two or three month old fling to name off the reasons why he no longer wants to talk to me or why they don't like me? Well, uh, why let them have that type of power over me? If for some reason this person has ghosted me, I tell myself that it's really not my business unless they make the choice to make it my business. Even then, I barely want to hear it. Maybe we didn't vibe, we didn't click. Maybe there's another individual catching your attention. Whatever it is, cool. I'm not wasting my time and energy wondering why a person doesn't like me. I get ghosted. I wait 24 hours after a no call and no show. And I have absolutely no tolerance policy within reason. Is this kind of mentality keeping me single or have I truly just stopped being a doormat like I was for seven years of my life? Am I finally realizing what I truly deserve? Healing is very strange because one day you wake up and you're not sad. Then a few months pass and you realize that your entire outlook on things has changed. 
Can't wait to hear what you've got to say. I love you so much. I love you too, girl. Want to hear something crazy? This is exactly what I do. It's just no bullshit. Cause it's just like, I'm not, first of all, I'm not going to ask someone like how you're saying, like, I'm not going to ask someone that I've known for two or three months, why they don't want to talk to me. Like people, people's actions are so much more important than what they say. Like I've had people be like, I'm literally in love with you. And, and on some real, like on a real conversation, I'm in love with you. And then like, they just disappear for a little bit. And then they come back. It's like, what do you think you're doing? So it's like your actions say more than whatever you're, whatever bullshit you're trying to tell me. Um, I think it's fine personally for me because I do it. So I'm like, I can't say <laughs> that I think it's unhealthy because I do the same thing. To me, it's just like, whatever. If somebody wants to be a part of your life, they will move mountains to do so. And I don't take any excuses, whether it's like, Oh, sorry. I've been really busy with work and blah, blah, blah. Like if you made some type of a commitment to somebody, I don't give a fuck. Everybody's fucking busy with work. Sorry. That's just like such a cop out. It's the number one things got whenever a guy is like, I'm busy with work. Guess what? You can work on kissing my fucking ass because everyone's busy with work. For God's sakes, there's, there's all these rich, like billionaires that run all these businesses and they're married and they probably have about five or six girlfriends on the side. Guess what? They make time. So don't give me that bullshit. I'm busy with work. Oh, that's being like, I'm, I'm busy just being alive. Yeah, everyone is doofus. I don't know. We need uh, like just Google Gaga energy. To me, that's what I, that's, <laughs> that's my move for <laughs> I just saying that is insane, but it's really how I feel. That's the, that's my vibe for, for the fall and the winter and beyond. I need Google Gaga. If I'm not getting Google Gaga, you blocked. How about that? I need that Google Gaga energy. I went out with my friends a couple weeks ago. And we kept being like, oh, this is our last one. This is our last one. We end up, oh, let's just go to one more place, right? And my friends are talking. I had gone to the bathroom when we got there. I'm like, I wasn't like drunk. I wasn't like hammered. I wasn't sloppy or anything, but I had been out for a while. Like, I just didn't like look great at this point of the night. Like, you know what it is. It's the end of the night. So I come out of the bathroom. My friends are talking to these guys. I start, like, I walk over to them and this guy's like, can you come over here for a second? And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I think you're so cute and pretty. <laughs> I was like, wait, this guy's freaking Goo Goo Gaga. And my friend was like, the way he was staring at you was so Goo Goo Gaga. So guess what? That's the type of vibes we need. And yesterday when I was hungover, when I had gotten home, he had texted me and is like, how, how are you doing? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I'm so hungover. He's like, do you want me to bring you Gatorade? What? That's the type of goo goo that we need. I said, no, I'm all set. I drank 40 liquid IVs, but thank you. Um, but no girl, I don't think that you have, uh, a problem. I think you have, you have boundaries and it's just like, Hey, this is how I want to be treated. And if you're not treating me that way, then you're fucking out. And that's how I feel. 
because we don't it, like, I can't accept 50%. I can't accept 75%. It's like, figure it the fuck out. I've dated a bunch of people who are really busy and traveling all the time and like working all hours of the day. And it's like, when they want to see you, I promise you they will. Even if you're so busy that you don't have time to like make plans or like have a long conversation, just like, Hey, thinking about you, I'm busy today, but I'll, I'll call you tomorrow or, or in a couple of days, like when work like dies down, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, make some type of an effort. Otherwise, kiss my freaking booty. You know, we also have our babies over at Lumi. You guys know, I like to smell good. I love my scented candles. I love my perfumes and I love Lumi. I won't leave the house without it. It is a total necessity. Lumi is the world's first whole body deodorant. You can literally use it anywhere. Your armpits, your feet, your butt crack. It is clinically proven to block odor all day and even control it for up to 72 hours. That's three entire days that you can not put deodorant on and still smell great. You won't find that with any other brand. You guys, I've put it to the test. I'm telling you, First of all, the, the, the fragrances of Lumi. And yes, I said fragrances because last time I said flavors and you guys said, Hey, are you eating your deodorant? And I said, well, maybe I am. Anywho, the fragrances are delicious. I love the coconut one. I love these like wipes that they have that you could just have in your purse, whether you need to wipe your armpit, you got to wipe your butt, you got to wipe your foot, whatever the hell it is. It's just so nice to have on you. Um, and I've put it to the test and Lumi is, I'm, I'm a Lumi girl. Okay. Lumi is aluminum free, baking soda free and paraben free pH balance. So you don't, so it won't give you a yeast infection and ruin your life. You hear that? Lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes in a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash, deodorant wipes and free shipping. As a special for our listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code secret at lumideodorant.com. That's over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code secret. All right. This one says, hi from a lesbian. Okay. Ciao, Carl's, Robert De Niro, and Stanley Tucci. First time writing in, long time listener. Cannot believe that I haven't emailed to chit chat with my girl before now. First of all, I was in NYC um, for work this past April and we went to Balthazar. Oh, I love Balthazar. Literally been meaning to tell you this since April. I was on my toes the whole dinner, hoping that I would see your stunning face in that stunning place. But alas, my luck was not on my side. Uh, as anyone has said before, the potty gets me through the Monday, uh, every single Monday and you're doing the Lord's work for all us girls, gays, and theys out there. Oh, thank you so much. Whether I relate to the stories you read from other listeners or not, I always take something positive, inspirational, helpful, or hilarious away from each episode. Um, as a fashion girl myself, I have to tell you, your style is unparalleled. Oh, thank you. I live for every look that you put together, even though I live in the Midwest, hoping somehow, someday, um, we can do a little, a little photo shoot at some point. Also, I have to send you, um, pics of my partner and I and our cute cats, um, we just got the little girl a few months ago. Uh, the Siamese we've had for four years, they are our world. Um, I was so nervous they would hate each other because it's been my Mayan's house forever um, and we're just living in, but now they're in love and he gives her a full body bath every single afternoon. Oh, I wish that my cats would do that. And then she gives a good fuck, Mary kill. Hold on. Ooh, and a note and a note at the end. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Let me see the cats. I got to see the damn cats. 
Stop. The way that the big one is cleaning the little one. Guys, the way that Robert used to do that to Stanley when he was a baby and Robert is the just sweetest, like he's like a stuffed animal. He's the sweetest baby in the entire world. And then Stanley got fucking after he was like a few months old, he just started smacking Robert in the face. When Robert tried to clean him, I'm like, that is so unfair. How cute. Oh, they're cute as hell. God, I want more cats. I don't care what anybody says. I'm a freak. Okay. And thank you for this email. So cute. And we'll do the, um, we'll do the fucking right kill at the end. <laughs> and yes, Balthazar is Gorgina. This one says detective Aquilino. Hi, Carly obsessed with you forever. Obviously. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't need to get into the whole dang spiel, but I just wanted your thoughts on about the Horan Vanders. Is it Horan or Horan or Horan? Is his name Horan? Vandersloot confession, because I know you are a true crime unsolved girly and have probably followed it for many years. Like I have love you so much. And then, okay. And then they give a really good fuck Mary kill. So yes, I'm very well-versed on this, even though I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name because God forbid, God forbid I pronounce anything correctly, but guys, something so crazy. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but I actually know somebody that's like, uh, I don't even know if I could say, but I know somebody that knows him. Um, and I've been following it, of course, for a really long time. For those of you that, that, um, don't know the guy who, hold on, let me, this has been like an unsolved case, even though everybody always knew, um, that it was him, they, he finally admitted to it. So this is like um, the Natalie Holloway case. You remember the girl that was away in Aruba with her friends and she went home with this guy and she, and nobody ever saw her again. He had all, he had this like alibi saying that him and his friend just drove her home. And then him and his friend just dropped her off. She wanted to get dropped off at the beach and he left her at the beach. And that was the last time he ever saw her. Anywho, long story short, he got away with it at first. And then he was somewhere else. I don't remember if it was, was he in Peru when he got convicted of a different murder? Um, he was somewhere else and same exact situation. He was at a casino. He brings a girl home. She's never seen again. And so he went to jail for that. He was convicted for that. And they, they had him held there. Then they released him. So he went back to Aruba um, and, you know, finally admitted to killing Natalie Holloway, as well as what a fucking piece of shit extorting, trying to extort her mother. He would call her mom. This was in like 2009, 2010. He would call her mom and say, I'll give you all the information about your daughter. I know exactly where she is. I know exactly what happened to her. You just have to give me like $200,000. Right. And the mom was obviously desperate. These people are mourning. They're desperate. There's like their daughter is missing. And there were all these different. He he said so many different things, which pissed me off, too. It was like, oh, it's just like, dude, you're a piece of shit. And, and how are these lawyers just such fucking goobers that they couldn't get that they couldn't really get this guy? Please. He did have a very um, he had a good law team at first, I want to say. Um, and his dad was like really rallying for him. His family was rallying for him being like, my son would never. Yeah, guess what? Well, he did. Um, 
but you want to know what? I'm just happy that her family has peace. That's the only, you know, it's just such a fucking shitty situation. And I'm, and I am happy that her family got justice. Honestly, this was such a horrific tragedy. I remember when it happened being like, Oh my God, what a monster. This guy's a dirtbag piece of shit. If you, if you look into him, forget it. They should have got him a long time ago. And that's the thing. The justice system always fails the families of the victims in situations like this. And then they just like set, this is exactly what happened in this situation. They just set him back free. And guess what happened? He killed someone else. And apparently he is like allegedly supposed to be responsible for a lot of other disappearances that he got away with but they can't like pin on him. And he was running a sex trafficking ring guys. He's a piece of shit. Um, the worst guy around and I hope he rots. That's my, that's my two cents. Anytime something is, sorry, I just had to take a, a hit of my damn vape after that one. So I just got a little riled up there. Um, anytime one of these people finally gets caught. It's always like years later. I'm very curious at what's going to happen with the Idaho case that happened last year. Those poor girls and that guy that were killed in the house. Some, some weird stuff is going on. I know that they're not. Um, it, it, it does bother me when like these TikTok people are like giving all this like false information on these cases because it's like, that's actually so bad because certain things, if it's like public knowledge, somehow something gets leaked, or even if it's just speculation and they're making shit up, it's like that could make certain things. Um, what is it called? Like they can't use it in court after that. So, but I'm very interested in see seeing how that goes. I mean, the guy's hundred percent guilty, but in my opinion, but, uh, I hope that, you know, those families get justice as well. Okay. So let's get to this next email. This one says embarrassing. And the email says, no, because why is it so embarrassing to step on a scale at the doctor's office? I immediately turn red and I'm mortified. And then they feel like they have to explain, uh, they need to have you explain any fluctuations in weight, girly pop. When will the madness stop? Here's a picture of my 11 year old baby boy, the cutest dog on earth. Stop. This dog is so cute and looks so nice. This is a dog that would like actually save someone's life. I don't know why, but I feel like he knows CPR. Um, no, a thousand percent. When I went to the doctor last week, she was like, you could just get on the scale. And I was like, I want I feel like I want to take like my shoes off. Like I got to take my shoes off girl. And she was like, no, I'm going to deduct five pounds. I was like five. Okay. Skinny. And she did just that. And I said, that's about right. Cause you're not, a, you're not about to have me step on the, on a damn scale with my shoes on those things weigh freaking 10 pounds each deduct 25 pounds, not just five. This one says video game addict. Hi, Carly and the baby boys. I love listening to yours and all the girls' stories every week, but my email is very long, so I'll keep the gushing to a minimum. I've been married for three years um, with my and with my husband for five. 
I love him with everything in me and I have never had a doubt in my mind that he's my soulmate. However, in order to have you understand my situation, I need to tell you about his one fault. Before I met him, he struggled with addiction. He was clean and sober for our entire relationship until last year. I had no idea that he relapsed until I found him basically dead. Oh my God. On our bathroom floor where I had to resuscitate him and watch him leave in an ambulance. I don't think I even knew what heartbreak was until that moment. Oh my God, girl, I'm so sorry. Fast forward to now, and he has been sober for a full year. He goes to meetings and does all the reading, and it's obvious that he's doing his best, but I think about the night that he relapsed every single day. The only issue with all of this now is that he plays video games for a few hours every day. It feels like he has traded his drug addiction for a video game addiction. I would obviously much rather have him playing video games than doing drugs, but I really miss the quality time that we used to spend together. I have brought this up to him a few times before, and he always seems very understanding about everything, And he, uh, but he will only ever really change for a day, and then he's right back giving almost all of his attention to video games again. I don't want to bring up the issue too much because I've said before, I would rather have him playing video games than killing himself with drugs. Sometimes I feel like I should just leave him be, but sometimes I feel like it just isn't fair to me. Up until last year, we loved hiking, cooking, and just spending time outside together, but I really get that anymore. I really don't get that anymore. What do I do? I've thought about giving him an ultimatum and saying either it's me or the video games, but I know I actually have no desire to leave him. And even if he did stop playing video games, what if his addiction shifts back into drugs? Should I just accept that this is my life now? It feels like such a delicate situation. I'll attach a picture of my cute little family below. Thank you for any advice. Sorry, this is so depressing. Love you lots, girl. Don't worry about it. I, you're not depressing me, I promise. Oh, and you guys are so cute. What a cute picture. And again, cutie dogs. Where are you guys getting these cute dogs? Wow. So you guys are like, you're hiking in the mountains. You're very active. Okay. First of all, I'm sorry that you went through that. And that's something that I'm sure is, you know, I, I hope that you're working, you know, on the way you're feeling as well. Like, I hope that you're going to therapy. I hope that you have somebody to talk to because what you went through is really traumatic as well. So it's like, sometimes when, you know, like I've been with people who have drug addictions or, or, you know, alcoholic and stuff like that. And something that's really difficult to kind of move through and navigate is the fact that like, you love them so much and you want to be there for them and you want to support them and help them through. But sometimes in the process of doing that, you're just pushing your feelings um, down, right? And then they bottle up and then one day you just explode, whether you start, you know, crying or you start screaming or whatever it is, like it's gotta come out some way. So I hope that you are taking like the steps to help yourself as well, because what you went through is very, very traumatic. Um, and you need to focus on that as well. You know, don't push your shit to the side so that, you could take care of him. Um, and that's very important. That's number one. Number two, I think that's something, I think that what I would do in this situation is like plan stuff, right? I would plan for us to go hiking one day. I would plan for us to go out to dinner one night. I would do these things where it's like, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, Saturday we're going to go on a hike or we're going to go have a picnic or whatever it is that you guys like to do. And you just plan stuff and bring him along with you. I think that he's probably like 
he's probably going through a lot as well. Um, of course he's sober again, which is like, I feel like a full-time job to begin with. Um, but also he might be a little depressed and, and when you're going through something like that and you just like, don't want to leave the house and you just kind of like do this, like stuff like video games. Yeah. Video games are super fun. And like, I wouldn't say that they're a red flag in every situation, but maybe he's doing it to kind of like distract himself or numb himself or just not think about things for a little bit, you know? So sometimes when you're in a funk like this or in a depression, like you need someone to just be like, Hey, we're going out to lunch or we're going to the park or whatever on, on this day at this time. And I can't wait to go, you know? So maybe that's how you can get like the best of both worlds where like he's still can play his video games. Um, but you're also getting him out of the house for his well-being and for yours as well. That's probably what, that's probably what I would start off doing is like planning things and just bringing him along because I think he'll get back into the swing of things after a while, but he's probably going through like a lot and maybe doesn't want to, maybe he doesn't want to talk about it. Like it is a very sensitive situation. Um, but I think it's, it's more of like a, maybe it's just like a transition period. Right. And it's not going to be forever. He'll get back into the swing of things, but you both need to take care of your mental well-being um, at this moment. And like, I think that you can plan like fun things for you guys to do and keep me posted on that. Um, this one says I'm not driving. Hey, Carly, I'm tipsy on the train on my way to the Billy Joel concert. Oh my God. I wanted to go to the Billy Joel. Wait a minute a at the garden. Stop. You guys know, I love Billy Joel. She got a nice white dress and a man, a moon, a bump on a fire. God, that guy's old. I love him so much. <laughs> Please. You ever listen to piano man? Please. So good. Anywho, she's going to the Billy Joel concert. She said, my phone is on drive mode and I see this and instantly thought of you. Um, let me see. <laughs> oh my God. It's like the notification that's like, please pull over if you're on your phone. Oh, because when you're on your phone, you have to say, I'm not driving and it gives you the push notification. <laughs> that is too darn funny. Let's see. This one says, eh. Okay. So I'm in the healthiest relationship I've ever been in my life. He's an angel on earth and he's my best friend in almost a year of being together. We have never even had a reason to fight, but recently I've become less and less attracted to him. I don't know why it took this long. Things I didn't notice before are glaring and grossing me out. I realize I hate the way he dresses. He's like an emo kid. He generally smells so gross. His car is so filthy. He only eats fast food. I brought the girl. How old are you guys? I've brought these things up casually or just joking around. And he says that he's not smelly or dirty. And after I said it uh, in a serious manner, I could tell his feelings were hurt and I felt bad the rest of the day. I know guys are dirt balls, but this is just too much for me. I don't know how I didn't notice it before, but recently I can't even kiss him because I'm so turned off. We still have sex, but it's always in the dark and it's really good, which makes no sense. Um, <laughs> I don't know if those two things have much to do with each other, but I, I get what you're saying. 
Um, these are such silly, silly things that can be fixed, but he's too proud or dumb to get it together. My brain says break up with him, but I don't think it's worth the heartbreak I'll have over losing my best friend. I've Googled this issue, but want better answers. Help please. And love you girl. You want to know what? First of all, like it's one thing if you go to a guy's house and it's like not decorated or, you know, he's got, he doesn't have like, you know, it's just like, sometimes you go to a guy's house and you're like, yeah, guy definitely lives here. Like this is a guy's house, but hygiene, basic hygiene isn't too much to ask of someone. And like, you shouldn't have to, but like, sometimes you have to have those awkward conversations. Um, so I wouldn't like, don't let that, um, make you feel really bad because at the end of the day, like that's helping him in more than one way. It's helping him with you. It's also like helping him in a professional sense, it, his friends, his family, like people probably, if it's as bad as you're saying, like people probably are like, oh, I kind of want to tell him this, but I don't want to hurt his feelings. So someone has to do it at some point, but if he's not fixing it after you say it, I would honestly, girl, I don't know what I would do. I really don't. Um, but this is reading in a very specific way where it's like the situation where you love the guy, he's your best friend. You guys get along great. He's super hot, you know, all of these different things. But I think in your gut, something has, something has switched or maybe in your gut, you feel like he's not your person. Right. So it's what we were talking about before, where it's like really difficult to just like walk away from someone when they didn't do anything wrong. And he didn't do anything wrong. But I think when we kind of get that switch, sometimes it's like every little thing starts to piss us off. Things that we never even saw before, things that we never even noticed before. Like I remember um, I was with this guy for a little bit and I knew that it was over when I we were eating one day and I heard a specific like chewing that I had never noticed before. Right. And I went, Oh my God, does he always chew like that? And I realized he did always chew like that. This came at the end of like, this was at the like kind of brunt of me finding out that he was like fucking around and like talking to other people. And I like, I just like started to look at him differently. Right. You know, when somebody does something and you're like, oh, you were like this amazing person to me. And now I kind of just look at you like you're a fucking regular old guy or like you're a piece of shit or whatever. So it was like right after something like that had happened where I had found out that he was talking to somebody, this girl reached out to me and was like, oh, you know, like just so unnecessary. But I started to just like, I was so angry at him and so disgusted by him that I was just like, Girl, I heard him chewing and I said, you want to know what? That's the end of it. Because I know I can't, I just can't stand him. Um, as if the cheating wasn't enough. For some reason, the cheating, you know, <laughs> it was bad. But the, it, was the, it was more so the chewing for me. That was when I said, nope, I lost all, I lost all interest in him. It's so fucking weird how stuff like this happens. Anywho, I'm not saying this guy did anything wrong, but I think maybe you got the ick, okay? And I think you're maybe looking for a reason to back out. And, and sometimes you don't need a reason to back out. If it's not, if you're not feeling it, it's okay. This is how relationships work. Most of the people that we date are not 
our forever person and that's okay. But unfortunately, when you are in a relationship with somebody, someone's getting hurt. It's either going to be you or it's going to be them. And it really fucking sucks. But that's kind of the, that's kind of the risk that we take. Right. And we also have, you already know my other favorite thing that I was so excited that, um, they were going to be a part of the show because I've been using them forever. And I said, this is just so on brand. The Inky List. Girlies, before you run and get lip filler, you need to check out the Inky List. Their plumping lip balm is going to take your look to the next level. In just four weeks, you can get up to 40% plumper lips. No filler, no filters required. The Inky List is an award-winning science-backed skincare brand that you can trust. It has amazing ingredients at affordable prices, so you can get the look you want without breaking the bank. If you don't know where to start, just get uh, just take the squin, the, the, not the squin quiz, the skin kiss, the skin <laughs> girl, the skin quiz on their website and let the pros help you reach your skin goals. I have been using Inculus products since they first came out. I always get them from, uh, from Sephora. Um, and they just have the best stuff. And they had sent me a nice little care package and I've been using this um, lip balm. I thought it was just lip balm. I didn't realize it was a plumping lip balm because I'm like, it's, it doesn't give you that like tingly feeling at all, which is really, really nice. And then I looked at the packaging. I said, oh shit, she's a plumper. Okay. And I do notice a, a difference in my lips. I've been using it for about two and a half, maybe almost three weeks now. And I really do notice a change in my lips. I, I love all Inculus products. I'm an Inculus girl for life. I use their eye cream. I use their face wash, this like oat face wash that they have. It's so nice. It makes my skin feeling so smooth. It's not like drying at all. I just like love their products. Okay. It's time to take the guesswork out of skincare and find a routine that really works uh, while fitting in your budget, check out the Inky List online or shop in person at Sephora. Right now, the Inky List is offering listeners 20% off your purchase with promo code secret. Go to the inkylist.com spelled I N K E Y and use promo code secret for 20% off your order. That's the inkylist.com promo code secret. Um, let me see. Sorry guys, I lost my 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 page reloaded and then I lost my stern place. Okay. This one says, Carly, please read this. Shit crappens. Uh-oh. Hi, Carly and the two kitty boys. Love the podcast. You make me laugh so much. And I just remembered I have a major shit crappens to share. Uh-oh, not a shit crappens. I can't believe I've listened to so many other stories before realizing that I have one too that I can contribute, but better late than never. So here it goes. Some friends and I had moved into a cute apartment together. We were nervous about having just one bathroom, but the apartment was so spacious and cute and cheap that we decided to make it work. The bathroom was located in the center of the apartment right next to the front door. After getting everything moved in and set up, we decided to throw a housewarming party. We wanted to introduce each other to our friends. And since we ran in all different circles, went to different master's programs and did different types of work. We invited everyone that we know and the apartment quickly filled up with people in pretty much every room. I choose to wear a pair of very tight high-waisted pants to the party. My stomach started to hurt pretty badly in the night, um, but I wanted to draw attention, but I didn't want to draw attention to myself changing my pants in the middle of the party. Eventually I realized that 
this was going to be an urgent bathroom moment. So I went to our single bathroom and hoped for the best. Unfortunately, because the bathroom was in the middle of the apartment. No, girl. No. (laughs) What would you do if I just didn't finish the story? Because I already know what's going to happen. Girl, and you thinking about it is making me feel sick. You talking about it is making my stomach start to get, you know, it's churning now. She said, I felt like everyone at the party saw me go in and could hear what was going on in there. Mm -hmm. My body just wouldn't release, even though I was in extreme pain. I tried to go back out in the party and act like everything was normal, but my stomach was really hurting. I went back into the bathroom, hoping this time my body would cooperate and just let me move on with my life and no such luck. Side note, if I was man, I would have been totally able to loudly shit in the middle of the party that I was hosting. No problem. Don't you think? A thousand percent. I slipped out of the bathroom and went into my bedroom and locked the door. I changed into sweatpants and decided to just wait it out. My stomach was killing me. And for a while I just stayed in bed, but then after 30 minutes, something shifted and I realized it was happening. I would be shitting one way or the other in about 30 seconds. So I weighed my options. I could run out of my room in my sweatpants and sprint to the bathroom in plain view of everyone at the party. I would also then have to leave it smelling not great. And everyone would clearly see or see why, or I would find a way. No, to go in my room and tell no one, no. I got to hit my vape. My vision just went blurry. Not in your bathroom, girl. Hold on. Carly, do you think it's crazy that I chose the second option? Oh my God. You know, those bags that they have at the grocery store that are supposedly reusable, but are basically just super thick plastic. Yes. I luckily had one of those. I quickly got my trash can and thick disposable bag in it. I grabbed a few disposable face masks and that I happened to have in my room, the COVID kind. And I turn off the lights in my room for some reason, best to not let the steed see the light of day, I guess. I put the trash can in my closet and closed the closet door and sat on it um, and went to the bathroom with the light of my cell phone flashlight. (laughs) the party was still in full swing outside my bedroom. I cleaned myself up with a face mask and tied the bag up and set it outside my window on the fire escape. Luckily it was winter. So the contents would freeze a squirt of hand sanitizer and some incense sticks, which I luckily also had in there. And no one was any the wiser. What? Luckily it was, Oh my God. Uh, The next day I quickly put the bag in our other trash outside. I've told a few people this story and they were like, why did you do that? Why didn't you just go to the bathroom? But I can't stress enough how much of a nightmare it would have been to have literal explosive diarrhea in the single bathroom located right in the middle. You want to know what, now that I'm hearing this, she says, I stand by my decision and would do this all over again. Listen, now that I'm hearing this, it worked out well, right? That's the thing. Like, did you make a crazy, insane decision? Yes. But did it actually work out? Well, the answer is yes. So when something like that happens, you go, yeah, I would do it all over again, girl. And I believe you because it really ended up best case scenario. But girl, if it hadn't, forget it. Girl, I'm sorry. I don't even know what you look like, but I'm picturing you like what I think you look like in my head. I'm picturing you sitting on your garbage can in the closet with your phone light on. (laughs) Girl, I can't even handle it. 
Okay. I can't stand it. God, I can't stand it. But you want to know what? Um, I think that I probably, I don't know that I would have done this. But if you have to make a hasty decision like that and you go like, listen, here's what I would have done realistically. I would have went downstairs and went into like a bodega or a deli or a coffee shop or a fucking restaurant and just didn't even ask and went right in the bathroom. Sorry, got to go to the bathroom. Sue me. Arrest me. When I get out of the bathroom, have the cops waiting with handcuffs then if it's illegal. For me to have to go to the gosh darn bathroom. That's what I would have done. I wouldn't have done it in the apartment because it's just too, too much. Um, God, it's making me, it's making me nervous. It's making me nervous. How is it 2023? And we don't have an invention to like help us with stuff like this. Like a special bag, like an emergency bag or some type of apparatus that you can have in situations like this. You can have it in your purse or you can have it in your house or whatever it is. Anywho, God bless you, girl. I'm really happy for you. Um, all right, let's do these. Let's do these fuck Mary kills that I actually don't know where they went. Okay, here they are. <laughs> this is a fashion, a 2000s fashion one. Um, specifically in reference to those old videos that I made about um, the crazy things we used to wear. So these, this is an accessory one. Fuck, Mary kill. Tiny vests, the belt with earrings on it, or the piano purse that Ashley Tisdale had in the early 2000s and wore, I believe, I believe just if my memory serves me correct, it was to the Kids' Choice Awards. Okay. And I don't know. Don't, don't quote me on that one. I think I'm going to have to... You know, and we were obsessed with tiny vests um, in the early 2000s. It was very business casual in the early 2000s. It was, you're going to the club, well, you better put on your pinstripe, you know, flare leg for some reason, pants, and your, and your shirt and your vest, which is fucking insane. We were going to the, we were going to the office, but... I mean, I remember having a tiny vest that you would have had to pull out of my dead hands. My tiny vest, by the way, it was from G plus G. It was black and white uh, plaid. And it was like satin in the back, of course, because it's a petticoat. And it had a ribbon in the back girl with a bow. <laughs> Not with a bow. Yep. I tied that bitch up every fucking day. I said, let's go girl. But what I will say about the, the mini vest, right? It did hit in for some reason. It was like, it was like cinching or like, it was like flattering for some reason in some way. And listen, I love regular vests, but these vests were micro. They were tiny. They were miniature. But I don't know, did it hit in a certain spot or, or is that just in my imagination? Because part of me is like, it, it fucking looked good. I'm sorry, but I thought it looked good at the time. It was like accentuating my waist or something. That's why we walked around with those stupid belts on too. Damn near, damn near could have worn the thing as a bra. That's how high up those damn belts were. 
over a t-shirt, you got to belt it. No, us girls were wearing belts for absolutely no reason. Nowhere near the pants. <laughs> but it's cinched in the waist and you girls know that. God forbid you got one of those like from wet seals. Do you remember from wet seals? They always had these like fucking ugly. Why did I have five? They had these ugly belts that were like so spandex. They were like bungee. You could jump off a cliff and you would fly right back up. They were like bungee cords. That's how strong the spandex. It was like, it was like a big, like, I don't even know what you, but they were big. Right. And they were flat. And then the buckle was always patent leather. It was always patent leather, girl. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I had so many of those. You name it. I had it. I had all the different colors from wet seals. Okay. And you couldn't tell me that, 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 I, that I looked bad. <laughs> Anywho. Okay. So we have tiny vest, piano purse, where the belt with the earrings on it, the Gwen Stefani belt that had all the hoops on it. I think I'm going to kill the, the belt with the hoops on it with the earrings because, you know, was it a vibe at the time? Was it very Gwen Stefani? Was it very, you know, love angel music, baby? Yes. But at the same time, like, I don't know that I would be wanting to save that one. I'm not going to rescue that. That's, that's dead for a reason. The tiny vest, though, I'm going to actually marry the tiny vest, believe it or not, um, because I can't put my finger on it, but they did something. I don't know what it was. They accentuated something. <laughs> they accentuated something. Um, and then I guess we're fucking the piano purse, which is kind of crazy. I had a lot of wacky purses, too. I had a purse that looked like a boombox by so embarrassing, so fucking ugly. It was from the Hard Rock. <laughs> Wait, why was it from the Hard Rock? Guys, why was it from the Hard Rock Cafe in Orlando, Florida? Stop. It looked like a boombox. I'm going to start crying and then throw up. <laughs> so I don't know. There's something about musical purses as well. Um, what other bag? I had just so many like silly, wacky um, things. And then the other Fuck, Mary Kill is a Halloween version Freddy Krueger, Chucky, or Pennywise. You got to kill Chucky right away. He's a, he's a baby doll. All right. He's a freaking baby doll. Um, right. Or is he, cause wasn't the bride of Chucky. She was like, I know she was a doll too, but like, she seemed older. She like smoked cigarettes and stuff. I don't know. The Chucky movies are actually so funny. I'm going to watch them. Uh, I guess. I'm definitely marrying Pennywise because the guy who played the new Pennywise, like, please. I don't know. I don't remember. What is he, Swedish or something? God damn. He's hot as hell. Jesus. When I realized that's who that guy was, I said, he's cute. He's a scars gourd or something. Because I know that, what, what is there, five of those brothers or is there only two? And I just keep thinking they're different ones. I don't know but I love him. And then I guess we're going to fuck Freddy Krueger. I mean, whatever. Hey, I'm not crazy about the fedora, but he would probably be like fun to hang out with at least, you know, whatever. That's what I would do. I would just be like, you know what? Whatever, Freddie, <laughs> like, okay, we get it. 
Oh, wait, is that Freddy Krueger or is that, or am I thinking of Jason? Wait, Jason, Jason's the hockey player. He, he wears a, he wears a mask. See now I've never seen Jason's face. Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Now Jason had, there's something about him, right? Oh my God. This one picture of him. He looks so fucking crazy. Oh my God. He looks so scary. Wow. There's this picture of Jason in like a field with his mask on. Yeah. That's super spooky, but I don't know if it, I'm going to pick Freddy. I'm going to say fuck Freddy Krueger for this, but if it were between Jason and Freddy, like I'm going Jason because I don't know. I don't know if it's like the hockey thing or what, but, and also he like, doesn't talk a lot. Right. Jason, like, he's like, not trying to, he's not being annoying. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Anywho, you guys, I love you. I hope you have a great week, great week ahead. Good vibes. And you can email us at secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and we'll chat to you soon. Bye.